What a joy it is to be alive. What a joy it is to serve. told me to go to, I think I've mentioned it sometimes, uh, some time ago to you, uh, to you, the Lord told me to go to a little chapel in the city and um, just to sit down and read there. But you know, it's, it's, it's not uh, a Choose Life chapel. It's not even an AFM chapel. It is one of those chapels where you usually just pass, you know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't fit in our little box. Now, you know, I was thinking about the little box. So, just by the way, check my sockies today. My socks. Some, hey, some time ago, Pastor Bruce gave me knick-knack socks. And it was a shock to my system. Then Christian gave me these shocks. It seems like people want to push me out of my little black box. There's more, there's more, there's more. Now... Now, this is the same thing. The Lord wanted to push me out of my little box of what I believe about churches and stuff. So I sit in this little chapel. Now, the Lord told me just to sit and read and pray. And as I read and prayed, I, I noticed a lady sitting down at the other side. and She was crying. And after a while, she stood up. She came to sit next to me. And she said, sir, is it okay if I sit next to you? I said, it's fine. And uh, she, said, she said, you know, sir, I've been sitting there praying, talking, speaking to the Lord, and he asked me to, to ask you to read to me exactly what you have read just now. I said, well, that's easy. Here it is. My Bible is still open right there. 1 Corinthians, no, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18. Just listen to this. So my Bible is open there. I was reading 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18, for as surely as God is trustworthy and faithful and means what he says, our speech and message to you have not been yes and no, for the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who has been preached among you by us, by myself, by Silvanus, and Timotheus was not yes and no, but in, in him it is always yes, yes, yes. And I read it to her. She fell down. She said, this is my gripe. I sat here and I said, Lord, have you forgotten about me? What about all the promises that was made? What about all the things that I'm hoping for and praying for? Lord, have you, for, have you forgot about me? Go and sit next to that guy. Here it is. For surely as God is faithful and true and means what he says, this is the gospel. This is the heart of the gospel. This gospel, the Jesus that I preach to you today, the Jesus that this house preaches is not no and yes, but it's always yes. In him, it's always a yes, a yes, a yes. And I want to encourage you today. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. It's always yes in Jesus, always yes. This is the gospel that Paul talks about. Now, um, 
I will cut things a bit here and there. Anyway, the, the, the message of today is he is all for you. Are you all for him? He is all for you. Are you all for him? Let us just pray. Our Father, we thank you for the awesome privilege to share the gospel, your message, the truth of your word. What an awesome privilege it is. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will move and work in each and every heart, each one in this house, each one watching, each one listening. Holy Spirit, that you will truly move in people's hearts today. We pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen, amen. So, we celebrated the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus last weekend, which was wonderful. And the question is, what would he want us to take from that? What would he want us to learn and to understand from that? Now, Paul, he was the real rabbi, the real apostle called to unveil the workings of the gospel, especially to the Gentiles. And then he starts with his book, Romans. And in Romans 1, verse 16 and 17, we read, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. For it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also for the Gentiles. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith. And as it is written and remains forever written, the just and upright shall live by faith. Wow, that's the heart of the gospel. Now, please try and imagine this Paul. He is the rabbi. He's the law man. He's not the gospel man. He's the law man. He's been studying the law his whole life. He's a very well-known rabbi. He knows the laws. And he knows all the different added on laws, which they've added, which was not really the word of God, but he was zealous for God, and then he met Jesus. Now, important, in Galatians 1 verse 12, it says, Paul writes and he says, he, had, he didn't receive this gospel, the revelation of this gospel from any man, nor was he taught it by any man, but he was taught it by a direct revelation by Jesus Christ himself. Imagine that. Imagine that. Jesus, I can, I can imagine that. I can see that. Jesus sitting down to Paul and explaining this gospel for this lawman. Yeah, but Lord, the law, Paul, listen. Paul, this. Paul, listen. Paul, listen. Do you know what happened at the cross, Paul? Do you realize I paid the full price, Paul? Do you realize the essence, Paul? Do you realize, Paul, that I was the sin offering for the whole world? Do you realize, Paul, it was paid in full? Yeah, but Lord, what about this? Paul, listen to me and explain and explain and explain. And, and then he left. And now this poor Paul, he was left with this humanity task of explaining this gospel to you and I. And then he sat down and he started writing. Wow. And, and, and he was looking at it from all sides. Now, make sure that you understand the book of Romans, for this is truly the hinges on which the door swings. You need to understand the book of Romans. 
And, and now he grapples with this epistle, and, and, and he draws conclusions, and he debates. And, and then he says, well, what shall we say then? And then he, he says, therefore. And the whole time he, he battles with this. Th this is how the rabbis of that time worked it. And now, as he wrestles with it, the Lord, I can see in my imagination, Jesus and the heavenly host watching him. I wonder what they thought, what they talked about. There the poor Paul, he sits with his little Hans uh, uh, fear, what's that in English? Uh, uh, or whatever, that one. Uh, not a Parker. And he was trying to figure out this thing, but Lord, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. And, and he starts with these scriptures and says, that's the heart of the gospel. How am I going to explain it? And then he goes through the whole, whole Romans and he carries on and on and on. And then he, he, he gets to Romans 8 where it starts off with a therefore. Now a therefore always tells you therefore, there was something therefore. For this, there was therefore. So you must read it in context. So he grapples with this. And, and, and he, he, he shows us how God planned it and worked it out. And as he was writing, Jesus and the angels, they were watching him. He gets to Romans 8 and he starts with this enormous, this, this scripture that completely upsets everything that he has believed up till now. He says, for now, this is Romans 8 verse 1, for now, therefore, there is no, no, now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, and I could see them when, 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 when he wrote it down, for now, therefore, now, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he stopped there. And, and they said, stop, Paul. Stop, 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 stop. And he, and he wanted to add, for those who keep the law, for those who are good enough, for those who smile enough, for those who pay their tithes, for those with the, the, but stop it, Paul, stop it, Paul, stop it, Paul. And he stopped. And they all jumped up and said, he stopped, he stopped, he stopped. He got it. <laughs> there is now no condemnation. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let me make this clear to you. This is an exclusive statement. This is not inclusive. This is not for everyone. This is for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who follow Jesus. But because he says, what you've been trying to do with upkeeping the law and in yourself, you could never do. But now here at chapter 8, he gets to the chapter of the Spirit. And he says, now the Spirit will put you in Christ. How am I getting put into Christ? Well, it means I become a Christ follower. I become a disciple. I lay my life down. I follow him. Now I become a God chaser. Now his word is my ultimate authority. I live by this word. I yield to this word. I endeavor to be obedient to him. I'm a God pleaser. My heart burns for him. That is when you are in Christ. And the Spirit of God is living in you. Wow. 
What am I trying to tell you? I want to say to you today, people of Choose Life, last weekend we looked at that image, Jesus on the cross. He paid the price. He gave his all. He gave it all so that we could be free indeed, so that he could say to you, that he could present a gospel to you that says, I am for you. I'm not only for you, I'm all for you. I'm all for you. I'm all for you. <laughs> I sense that there are people sitting here that think, that may think, well, Lord, <laughs> no, no, you're not all for me. You're not all for me. Things doesn't work out, don't work out for me. I'm not close to you. I don't. Let me assure you, he's all for you. He's all for you. He's all for you. He is all for you. He's all for you. The question today is, are you all for him? Are you all for him? Or are you just carrying along? Just carrying on. This is what the message of the gospel is. The gospel is there to set you free completely, to pull you out of condemnation, to pull you out under the, the strength, the power, the curse of the law and sin, and set you out at a place where you are free and no condemnation. The death has got no hold on you. Sin has lost its grip on you. You are free. I am free. And the old days we had in song. Now, old days, I mean old days. Wow. Trying to work it out the other day, it's too old. There was a little song we sang, I am free, free, free. Once I was blind, but now I, am, I can see because I'm free, free, free. How many people of God still can't see? How many of us still allow the enemy to lie to us, the religion to lie to us and keep us bounded and keep us in the prisons and keep you condemned and you so bad and you so this and you so this and you so this. You know what? We will always battle with sin. We will always have sin in us, but the Lord, he, he gives us the freedom and he, he changes us and he puts his spirit in us and as we grow and as we draw closer to him in that time, I am not under condemnation. I am free, and I'm free to enter before the Father, and I can call him my own Father, even though I battle. You know, when that taxi stops right in front of you, and he opens his window, and he throws out his KFC, and his bottles right there in the intersection. After this service, you stop behind him, then all oh, your justification is gone in a moment. Is that what the message says? You see, we try to tell people, you in condemnation, out of condemnation. In condemnation, out of condemnation. The truth of the gospel is, if you're in Jesus, you are free. No condemnation. Amen. No condemnation. This is what he tries to tell us, to live like this justified, justified. Hebrews 10 verse 14, he says, by one offering he has perfected forever and completely cleansed those who are being sanctified. Imagine that. 
perfected forever. You see, this is the message. This is the heart of the gospel. God worked it out. He decided on this gospel. This wasn't an emergency plan when sin entered the world. Even before the world was created, this plan was already put in place. It was already there. And it's because God purposed it that it will work. It is because, because God has said and God has declared, this is the gospel. This is the way to my heart. Therefore, it will work and it will forever and ever work. This is why he says, therefore, it is written and it will remain forever written. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Forever and ever and ever is he for you. He's for you. He's for you. He's all for you, not halfway. Jesus didn't decide at four or five o'clock, this is enough. I've shed enough blood. You know, halfway is good enough. The rest is your problem. No, he died. He died. He gave his all. He's all for you. The Father gave his son and he died. Amen. I'm just before God. Psalm 3 verse 3 says, you are the lifter of my head. What happened in those days is that when you had a lot of debt which you couldn't pay and things that you've done wrong, they would put a little note around your neck and you were, would be instructed to sit in the city's gate and all the debts were written down there on this note and you were not allowed to lift up your head. You had to look like straight down to the ground like this. Can you imagine that? The law, the law, the law. And then maybe one day, some benefactor, some guy would pass by and he would look at this guy and he would agree to pay his debt and he would take his staff and he would put it underneath his chin and lift up his chin and he would say, you are free, your debt is paid, I am the lifter of your head. Lord, you are the lifter of my head. <laughs> You are the lifter of my head. My debt is paid. Colossians 2 says, the note that stood against us was canceled, blotted out, wiped away. It was set aside, completely cleared out of the way by nailing it at the cross, by nailing it to the cross. Jesus did it. The note, the note that you carry, my dear friend, in Jesus, it's canceled. It's gone. And he stands in front of you with his staff and he lifts your head. I'm the lifter of your head. Lift up your head because you are free. In me, you are free. You're justified. No condemnation. But what about the sin? What about the sin? Oh yeah, we can't forget about the sin. Paul, he must have had a huge, huge, serious, serious uh, debate with the Lord about this one. Lord, what about this sin? What about this sin? All the laws I can name. I can name the sins. I can name. What about it? What about, you know? Romans 6 deals with it in a wonderful way. Go and read it. 1 John 3 deals with it. The same thing. Basically, it says, now, if I'm 
in Christ. What the law could not do, the Spirit of God does. Because he says now in Ezekiel 36, he says, I, I will change you. I will take out your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And how will I do it? I will put my spirit inside of you and I will write the laws of my book upon your heart and you will live to do my will. He is all for you. How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? He has done everything for you and I to succeed. He guarantees the success of his gospel. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm thrilled about this gospel. I'm excited about this gospel. Man, can you imagine? You need to be excited about something. Get excited about the gospel, for it's the power of God setting you free, pulling you out under condemnation, even changing your heart, all those stuff that you've been battling with. He says, you know what, in Christ, I will even change that. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? He is all for you. Isaiah 61, Jesus read, he stood up in Luke 4, and he says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of the good news, of the good tidings to the meek, the poor, the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and the eyes of those who are bound. Close the book and he said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your very eyes. This is what Jesus came for, the truth of the gospel. He is all for you. He is all for you. The song, the blessing says he's all for you. He is for you. He is for you. Am you? Are you for him? Are you all for him? Lord, I am all for you. He gives everything. He, he gives you everything. He, he, in the end, Paul just says in, 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 in Romans 8 verse 33, he says, imagine a courtroom. There's the judge, God the Father. There's the advocate, Jesus. He says, who will condemn you? Will he who sent his son? <laughs> who, who will put you? Will Jesus, uh, uh, what's the right word? Will he condemn you? He who died for you at the cross? Not guilty. Imagine yourself walking into the court, the enemy, other people, whoever accuse you, you lost, you hopeless, you gone, there's no hope for you, and you walk in there, here's the judge, God the Father, not guilty. Here's the advocate, not guilty. Who will stand against you? Paul even concludes a bit further down in this passage, he said, what then? Again, he says, what then can we say if God is for us? Who can be against us? Who can be against us? You see, if, if you, amen, if you realize the, the enormity of this freedom, your life will change. Your life will change. You will forgive other people much more easily. You will have a heart for other people. Your heart will become soft. You will have a heart for people who battle 
people who are hurt, people who are being held captive, you will have a heart because you live in victory and you taste it and you smell it and you live in it. You can't leave people where they are. You need, you need to share this gospel with them. You need to share the love of Jesus. You need to share the security, this phenomenon, phenomenal gospel with them so that they can also be free, amen. When I was young, I, I lived at a few places. And uh, while my parents were living on the farm. So the highlight of my month was whenever my older brothers, one of them, or my older, my sister, or, and, and my brother-in-law, when they would come around and pick me up and take me with them to the farm. I, I, can't, I can't tell you the bliss that I experienced. I can still remember that. You know, they, they were not very well uh, off financially at that stage. So the cars that we traveled in, there was always a lot of trouble, always. They broken down, windows fall out, windscreen break, dust, and, always trouble, 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 all the way. You know what? I can remember it so clearly. Whenever something happens, I would get out of the car and I would just walk around. You could not, you couldn't do anything to steal my joy because I was going home. You know what? We are going home. We are going home. Amen. But this God who is for you, he wants you to be all for him also because he wants you there with him. He wants you there with him and he wants you to be released. Part of this no condemnation, part of this that says God doesn't condemn you anymore says that sin has no hold on you anymore. You are free. If you're in Jesus, you are free. You can walk away from that sin and you can tell the sin, this is a lie. This is not who I am. I am free in Jesus. I won't live like this anymore. I won't be addicted like this anymore. I won't treat my parents. I won't treat my wife like this. I won't speak like this anymore. This is not who I am because I'm in Jesus. I am free and I can live in victory. Amen. So you know, hey, Pastor John, I hope this is okay. You know, if you endeavor to live in the spirit, you're in trouble. You're really in trouble. Because the Lord may put something on your heart which is a bit strange. So, here we go. So I want to ask Pastor Simon, he must come and dance here. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't need to dance. I know that he, he likes to dance. And I want you to stand up on your feet. And while he dances, because this is what the word says, the word says that he will look at you and he dances for joy. Dances for joy. Amen. This is the kingdom. This is the power. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. What does the song say? Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the freedom. Yours is the power forever and ever and ever. Lord, you are for me, for me, for me, for me. You are for me, for me, for me. I'm for you, I'm for you. I walk out of this prison today, Lord. I'm free. You set me free. No condemnation anymore. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free because you are for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us, let us pray. We thank you, our Father, that you set people free today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can hear the chains falling. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we can see how you draw people from prison cells, that you set free the captives today. Lord, that no one will walk out of this house being bound by the enemy. For we declare him a liar and a thief, and he steals our joy. But the truth of the gospel will stand forever, and it will remain written forever. We are free, free, free in Jesus' name, and we will celebrate in our freedom. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you bless each and every person here. Lord, that you smile over them, that you keep them, that you guard them, that you are with them, that they will live in your peace today and this week. We pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen.